Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. This baby, this baby changes everything, not only for the parents, but for the whole human race. The birth of Jesus changes the religion game entirely because upon hearing this lovely story, we rediscover or understand sometimes for the first time that God's deepest desire for us is that we enter a place of holiness, not through a portal of fear, but of a portal of love. Amen. Let's get into the word. Uh, today's message is going to come from the gospel according to Luke, the second chapter. I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 20. Again, that is the gospel according to Luke, second chapter, uh, verses 1 through 20. Third book in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Second chapter, verses 1 through 20. There are many translations of God's word. Uh, today I'm going to be reading the New International Version. Uh, let's see what it has to say for us today, amen? Hear ye the word of the Lord. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married with him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her a, a firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby boy wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. 
The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for this opportunity to gather and worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord God, to know the reason for the season. God, here I am but your humble servant behind your sacred desk, asking for the strength to carry on, to deliver your word. Let every word that I speak and thought that I think be acceptable in your sight. Hide me behind your cross so that I can point people to Jesus. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Uh, for the time that we get to spend together today, I'd like to talk about a simple fact. Uh, a baby changes everything. A baby changes everything. Uh, I knew as a young child uh, that I wanted to grow up, get married, and have a child of my own. I, I knew that. I, want, I would say sometimes I wanted to have as many children as God would allow. I, I've backed off of that. You know, I think three is enough. Amen. Three is definitely enough. Um, but uh, I was excited uh, once I got married and my wife told me she was pregnant. Uh, I was excited. I went to all the OBGYN visits. I, uh, for some odd reason, while she was pregnant, started getting up almost every two hours in the middle of the night. Uh, couldn't stay uh, asleep, but I kept getting up. Uh, I went to the, the Lamaze classes, the breathing exercises classes, the parenting classes, the breastfeeding classes. I was excited. It's a miracle. Uh, a baby born in any circumstance is a miracle. And, and uh, you know, when, when dealing with women of color uh, giving birth in hospitals, uh, the statistics tell us that there is a, a strong chance uh, 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 for, for mortality in just giving birth. Um, and so uh, I'm always excited and cautiously optimistic, and, and I realize that with this baby on the way, that everything was going to change. Uh, First-time parents know uh, that a new baby brings changes. Uh, parents all around will nod their heads in agreement uh, when they hear the statement, a baby changes everything. Suddenly, you can't just get up and go. You got to consider the baby's needs. It becomes harder to go out with your single friends as well uh, unless you secure a babysitter. Uh, you know, you gravitate towards uh, the ones who also have children uh, because they understand. Uh, you think about how to plan things around what's going to happen with the kids. Uh, and if you do get up and go, you're going to have to take the baby with you, right? You, you need car seats and play pens and, and bottles and a diaper bag and strollers and, and all of these things. And then some people, you know, if you have a two-car household, you got to get multiple uh, car seats. Uh, and, and then you also get car seats. So my, my mom, my mother-in-law, aunts, everybody had a car seat in their car because we had a baby. Um, and, and we can't even talk about uh, the lack of sleep 
that a baby changes. Uh, and, and, and eating warm food. Uh, you, you don't realize how much you miss that. Uh, and even if you don't have children of your own, a baby still changes everything because you may be asked to watch someone else's children. Um, uh, if you have friends or relatives that need respite sometimes, uh, even if you don't have children and you don't have any relatives or anybody that has children going around, if you are in a particular spot and a child comes into that spot, uh, the, 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 the dynamic changes. Babies change things. Any psychologist, psychotherapist will tell you that many people spend time sorting out mistakes that their parents made as they learned their new jobs. And you find ways to process and forgive them for that. Uh, even as some of those people are processing uh, what happened between their parents, uh, they're processing that as they experience being a parent on their own and making a uh, different set of mistakes in the process. The cycle continues generation after generation. It's the most important job in the world, and no one is adequately trained ahead of time. All we can do is make the best of a situation with what we have, and that is exactly what Mary and Joseph do in this situation. They are trying to make the best of a situation that they're in. Uh, the text says that Mary and Joseph uh, traveled uh, to Bethlehem for a census uh, because uh, the the prophecies of the Messiah said that it was going to be in uh, uh, the household of David, and Joseph was in the household of David, and so Joseph went back to his hometown uh, for the census. Uh, there are some problems with the dates. Uh, may not have heard this before. I remember going to seminary and uh, people telling me that we don't necessarily know if Jesus is actually uh, 33 years old. There are chances that he's uh, 38 or, or, or older or younger. Uh, and, and one of the problems is that it's difficult to get an accurate date for Jesus' birth based on some inconsistencies uh, in Luke. Um, Luke and Matthew don't agree, uh, but Augustus was emperor from 27 BC to about uh, 14 AD. And so we know that there was an Augustus during that time. The problem aligns with Herod the Great, who died in 4 BC, as described in Matthew, and the reign of Quirinius, who came into power around 6 or 7 BC. Uh, so if, if we say that Jesus was born six or seven years later, uh, Quirinius would not have been the governor at that time. And so there are challenges with the dates, but I don't lose sleep over that. Um, you know, we got stuff going on today that's not recorded uh, day by day. There are some people, if we pulled up some birth certificates, uh, their name is spelled incorrectly on their birth certificate, or they've been going around calling themselves the third, uh, but their birth certificate says junior, 
or or some other thing that has happened. Uh, my grandfather uh, has FM on his birth certificate, and I asked Grandpa, "How'd you come up with the name uh, Frank Mitchell?" And he told me uh, that they called him IFM for the FM on his birth certificate. And then he went to the doctor one day and the doctor said no we're going to give you some actual names you can't just have letters and a mispronunciation of letters as your name and so he said your name is Frank Mitchell those kinds of things happen names and dates get changed I have a grand, great grandmother a great great grandmother called her grandma Mag when we grew up uh, we don't know if she was 97 or 107 uh, because she was born before they kept great records. So I don't mind that this might be off by six or seven years if I got a grandmother whose lap I sat on and whose porch I played on who had a 10-year discrepancy on her birth certificate, amen? <laughs> uh, 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 but 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 there are, there are problems with that, but those problems are not deal breakers and uh, something interesting about the text is, is Joseph when they actually when you research how they did census Joseph didn't have to go to Bethlehem uh, to to be counted in the census they uh, could have counted uh, the census uh, where he was at um, and he also wouldn't have had to take Mary with him uh, but for those of us who have uh, been married uh, at, the, at these times uh, we know uh, you ain't leaving the house and leaving uh, your, your pregnant spouse or, or, or your spouse with children. Oh, you going out of town, you say. We going out of town. I'm going to grab my bag. <laughs> so I see those things. And then I see that another problem with the text uh, is that the shepherds found him, right? You know, we hear this story about the, the magi uh, going and bringing gifts. That would have been anywhere between zero and two years old by the time the magi actually got there. It was the shepherds that went first. And the shepherds didn't bring any gifts. You got a whole bunch of stuff going on, and these people, shepherds, are not uh, pillars of the community. People did not like the shepherds uh, during that time. This was not a noble profession. People thought the shepherds were untrustworthy and dishonest, and, and they didn't like shepherds because shepherds could possibly take their sheep and have them grazing and, and, and doing other things on somebody else's land, and people didn't like that. I, I, I tell you, I empathize with that. Uh, when I'm out and about, I don't like to see people walking their dogs on other people's yards because uh, we know what they're going to do when they walk them on those yards. So I can't imagine how people would have felt about a whole bunch of sheep being on there at that same time, uh, and coupled with this group, uh, this, this man and this pregnant wife traveling. This whole story is full of outsiders, and there are model outsiders and while we, we put Joseph and Mary and these shepherds on a high pedestal uh, now, what were to happen if, if it was today? If there was some young couple that showed up knocking on the door looking for help, I, I, I wonder how quickly we would help them, how quickly we would help somebody that was homeless or somebody that was hungry 
and they just showed up and didn't have all of the things we like to have in these types of missions events to keep us uh, separated from the people. But even if things do not go as planned, new life breaks forth. Jesus, God's work, arrives during political events and not and no vacancies in the area. The essential message of Christmas is that even though things don't go as planned, God still arrives. Uh, we forget the scary nature of the first Christmas, and it was all about unexpected things in places unsought. Jesus Christ arrived in a manger in a cattle stall, and if the Son of God can arrive in such circumstances, so can truth and so can joy. For weeks, we are inundated with television advertisements and signage and, and online advertisements telling us how we should feel about this day and how we ought to feel warm and loving, especially uh, if we spend a small fortune on gifts for our family and friends. And we hope uh, that most in our congregations will feel this great peace and joy this day, but we can't presume uh, some of us in this church may be dealing with the death of a loved one or worried about mounting financial debts or struggling with tensions in the relationships. But the good news from the scriptures is, is that this night in the text, this day that we celebrate uh, is more powerful than the pain that some may bring. I like that the text says that a savior is born to you. A savior is born to you. Mary recounts the mighty deeds of the Lord who has just intervened in her life, just like he can intervene in our lives. And God has brought down the powerful, she says, from the thrones uh, and lifted up the lowly, has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. Luke 1, 46 through 55. And it may seem like these things have little to do with the plight of a young unwed mother in Galilee, but clearly Mary sees the experience in the context of a much grander plan. Who are the powerful cast down from their thrones? There is nothing like this that has ever happened in Mary's experience. Roman emperors have reigned for generations, and the throne's present occupant gives no sign of resigning. When has Mary ever seen in her short life all the hungry people of the earth invited to a great banquet and the arrogant rich sent off to try their hands at begging? These promising, these promises rather compelling uh, to, to one such as her have yet to be realized. But this baby, this baby changes everything, not only for the parents, but for the whole human race. The birth of Jesus changes the religion game entirely because upon hearing this lovely story, we rediscover or understand sometimes for the first time that God's deepest desire for us is that we enter a place of holiness, not through a portal of fear, but of a portal of love. 
That same Jesus is calling us on this Christmas day as he has a habit of doing, calling us to himself and into deeper relationship with him. Everything about the life we've been living that's bitter, ugly, broken, or shameful, we can lay on the straw beside the manger. We need no longer carry the burdens because the grown-up Jesus is going to bear them for us. There's no anger, no judgment before his manger bed. There is only grace, acceptance, and love. And this timeless invitation comes to us this Christmas, as it does as many Christmas pass. Come, draw near to Christ. Draw near to Jesus Christ. Draw near to the one who's coming into our world changes everything. And do like the shepherds did. They got the good news and they shared the good news. They got this blessing and they went out to tell other people about it. They did not keep it to themselves that this little baby was in a manger and he was there to save the world. Uh, this savior was placed on some wood. And because this savior was placed on some wood, they saved the entire world. He became the one who was and is and is to come. The one who we could cast our cares upon. The one that if we believed in, we'd have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus Christ, God with us, Emmanuel. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come. Pray with me, please. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is great and greatly to be praised. We thank you for the word that went forth and for those who heard it and those who may hear it later, that if there is anybody that desires to get to know Christ Jesus and the pardoning of their sins, they will do so. Lord God, let your word go forth and do its will, do your will through your Holy Spirit and your holy people for your holy church. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simpson Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.